the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, episode 45. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Stressed Out Caregiver Podcast, the show dedicated to providing tips and strategies to everyone caring for an elderly loved one. My name is Casey Price, and I am an elder law attorney at the law offices of Price & Price in Haddonfield, New Jersey. We are the elder law firm that focuses our practice on helping people dealing with Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia. This podcast exists to help make your job, the job of caring for your elderly loved one, just a little less stressful. And I'm going to talk again today about what I consider to be the most important document when you're caring for an elderly loved one, and that is the power of attorney document, the document that allows you to manage your elderly loved one's financial affairs, allows you to manage bank accounts and financial accounts and real estate and other financial matters that are going to be needed if your elderly loved one can no longer manage their affairs for themselves. And we're going to focus today on some traps, some some pitfalls that are associated with using a what I'll call a, a cheap power of attorney or an off-the-shelf power of attorney. I think the power of attorney being the most important document, it's something you definitely want to have prepared by an elder law attorney so that you know when your loved one can no longer manage their affairs, you will be able to step in and hopefully it will happen without a problem and take over managing those affairs for them. There's nothing worse than dealing with the stress of an incapacitated individual only to have that stress compounded because when you need to access things on their behalf, you suddenly hit roadblocks that you didn't expect. You thought because your your loved one had a power of attorney that managing their affairs would be simple and straightforward, but you find out that the document you have might not work. So let's talk about that for a second. You know, um, there are two types of power of attorney. Well, there's there's lots of categories when it comes to power of attorneys, but there are two types that I want to focus on today for just a moment. One is what I'll call a specific power of attorney, which would be specific to a certain bank or financial institution. And the other would be a general power of attorney, which would apply to all banks and financial institutions. So if you go to the bank and you talk to them and say, my mother needs a power of attorney, the bank will give you a piece of paper that will give her a piece of paper, right? Because remember, mom's the one who has to initiate this process. Mom has to have capacity in order to prepare a power of attorney. But if you go to the bank and you talk to them about the power of attorney, they'll give mom a form that she can fill out. And in that form, she could appoint you as her agent to be able to manage her affairs at that bank. It will be exclusive to that bank or financial institution, which means what? It means that you can't take that document to other banks or other financial institutions and expect them to honor it. However, Many people don't realize that. They think once they sign a power of attorney at one of their banks or one of their financial institutions, that is their power of attorney and it will work for all of their needs where a power of attorney might be necessary. They thought that they, hey, look, I gamed the system. I just got a free power of attorney that I can use anywhere and everywhere, 
But the reality is, then they get, they get, they're surprised down the road to learn that the power of attorney document they have only works for that one financial institution and doesn't solve all their needs where a power of attorney might be necessary at some point down the road. I bring that up because many people get snagged by that trap. So make sure that if if you're talking to your elderly loved one and they indicate, oh, everything's fine, I have a power of attorney document, we're good, that that they have a, a general power of attorney that will cover what they need done in any and all situations as opposed to a specific power of attorney for one financial institution. Really important distinction. The other thing you have to be beware of are documents off the shelf. You know, when you go to a, a, a superstore and see that they have a section with power of attorney documents on the shelf where you can just pull a form off the shelf, buy it, go home, fill it out, sign it, and expect that to serve as your power of attorney, you might be surprised down the road because there are there are situations where the, those documents just won't be accepted. There are banks, there are financial institutions that will look at those documents and they won't accept them. The other thing that happens is many people don't fill them out properly. They'll put the wrong people in there. They, they'll leave things blank. They won't sign them properly or have them properly witnessed or notarized. And the document they thought would serve as their power of attorney if the day ever came where they needed one suddenly won't work at the time it's needed most. The same goes for online documents. It is possible to find powers of attorney online. You can find blank forms that you can buy online, print out and fill out at home and sign. You can find um, places online where you can go and have a, a custom-made power of attorney made for you and, and emailed to you, I guess. I don't know. I've never done it. Emailed, sent to you somehow, and where you would sign it, and, 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 and then it would be done, and you'd have it. And you need to be really careful with these documents because, again, the, the burden is on you to complete them properly, to fill them out properly, to sign them properly, and make sure that they are um, properly executed so if they're ever needed, the institutions, the people you present them to, who you're going to ask to rely on them to give you the power to manage your elderly loved one's affairs will work and it's going to be effective. Because if not, you know, then then you just won't have the document because usually by the time you produce it and ask someone to honor it, your elderly loved one no longer has the capacity or the ability to create and sign a new one. So when you need this document, you really want it to work. I write power of attorney documents all the time for my clients here in Southern New Jersey. The documents I write, because I'm an elder law attorney, I know are going to be tested right away. Many of my clients, you know, within a year or two or three or five, this doc, they're going to need this document to work. And I know mine will work. I also know that there are times where financial institutions won't want to accept the documents that I prepare for my clients. And, and I have to then get involved and explain to them why they should accept the document and how the document will work. And ultimately, we get the documents through, but sometimes we have to actually advocate on their behalf in order to get the document accepted. 
We stand behind the document we write. Most attorneys are going to do that. If you have an attorney help you prepare the document, help your elderly loved one sign the document, they're most often going to stand by it and assist you if you run into roadblocks using the document. If you buy a document off the shelf or or get one off the internet, that might not be the case. In fact, I, I would say it won't be the case because you're not going to have an attorney there who prepared it, who helped you with it, who made sure it was signed properly, who made sure you were you were told how to store it properly, how to use it properly. That won't be there in that type of situation. And you're going to run into a problem if that should occur. Now, what's, what's the big deal if you run into a problem? Well, if you have to step in and help your elderly loved one manage his or her financial affairs, you need a power of attorney in order to do that. And if you don't have one, what do you need? You need a guardianship. Guardianships cost significantly more than power of attorneys. A power of attorney isn't the completion of a form. A guardianship is a court proceeding where the judge appoints someone to manage the affairs of an incapacitated individual. It's much more involved, it's much more time consuming, and it's a whole lot more expensive. So you want that power of attorney to work if you, if you have one. If you're surprised and your elderly loved one doesn't have one at the time they become mentally incapacitated and unable to manage their financial affairs, you're going to need a guardianship anyway. But if it can be avoided, and in most situations it should be avoided, with a power of an, with an effective, properly executed power of attorney, you will save significant dollars and a whole lot of stress if you have to step in and care for your elderly loved one. Because remember, when you go to use the power of attorney in most situations, your elderly loved one won't be in a position to prepare a new one if the one you're trying to use is ineffective or invalid or just won't work. I hope this is helpful. I think this, this is a huge money-saving episode. Take what I'm saying to heart, spend a little bit of money up front, get a good document that you know is going to be effective, that you know the person who prepares it will stand behind, and you can rest easy that when the time comes that you need a document, it's either going to work or you're going to have the help you need in order to to make it work. So that's it for today. I hope you found it helpful. Remember, if you have a friend who's dealing with these types of situations, share the podcast with them so they know there's a place they can go to find out information like this to hopefully make their job of caring for their elderly loved one just a little less stressful too. Um, So subscribe to the podcast. Remember to send me any questions or comments you might have to my email, kccasey at thestressedoutcaregiver.com. Love getting the questions and the comments. Remember, a five-star review at iTunes would be most appreciated. This show, of course, is based in New Jersey law. The laws in your state might be different, especially when we're talking about power of attorney documents. Different states have very different rules regarding the power of attorney document. The content of this show is not intended to be legal advice, but rather information so you can find the help you and your elderly loved one need in order to provide each of you with the highest possible quality of life and the least amount of stress. So, once again, my name is Casey Price. I'm from the Elder Law Firm of Price & Price in Haddonfield, New Jersey. We are the Elder Law Firm that focuses on helping families dealing with Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementia. And until I have the privilege of talking to you again, I wish you nothing but the best. <laughs>